Hi folks, you are listening to The Dungeon Boys. We are a group of nerdy friends who play D&D, and have added a bit of a homebrew science fiction theme to it. This will be the third episode of our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. This campaign is intended for mature audiences only, because as you all know, we say... But at least we say it beautifully. Come find us on social media. We would love to say hi, grab feedback from you, and just create community. Also, if you want some amazing blooper reels, some neat DM insights, and to be a part of the Dungeon Boys Discord community, check us out on Patreon. As for our group, we have Grayson Cato, the half-elf ranger, played by Anthony, Temple, the warforged monk, played by Dylan, Six, the tabaxi rogue, played by Lindsay, Torash, the golden dragonborn barbarian, played by Grant, Valen, the winged tiefling warlock, played by Arland, and Pants, the artificer kobold, played by Ellie. My name is Justine Mowry, and I will be your dungeon master for this campaign. Without further ado, the Dungeon Boys proudly present episode three of Stardust Echoes. Previously, our adventurers have been on a mission to retrieve the Tarrant 19 beacon, but they crash-landed in a swamp after an unexpected encounter. While gathering their wits, Lord Grayson requested that the team separate and scout the area. The group found many footsteps and an odd machine-like marking in the trees. Grayson and Six came across a hut with an odd, tired, half-elf herbalist named Terwin living inside. Within the broken ship, Pants and Temple diagnosed that the team needed seven Odin crystals to get the ship in the air. They also found a strange microchip with the initials AW upon it. After the team reassembled, they settled into the night, making their first logs of the journey. After some reflection, the night passed smoothly as it could, given the present situation. As the team wakes up, with sore bones from the crash and a rough night's sleep, they look out the windows, and they see the fog is still present, but it's lifted slightly, and there are rays of sunshine starting to peek through. Uh, I, I think Temple uh, maintains his watch until everyone is awake, uh, so he's still sitting kind of in sentry mode uh, by the by the airlock. I'm going to walk up to Temple and just kind of sit next to him and just kind of wait for him to wake up. 
I think he'd probably be waiting until everybody's awake. I think he, his head's probably like on a swivel, turning slowly left to right as he's just like scanning the space. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just staring at him. I'm like, man, this is, this is fascinating. This is, this is, uh, this is something else right here. Grayson would have gotten up and stretched and left the ship to go, you know, relieve himself early in the morning. Taking a piss. Dropping Sexy. a deuce. The morning yep. deuce. And that's why, that's why this podcast is rated PG-13. <laughs> and sometimes M for mature. Yeah, right. This shit's a strong R. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think Pants is going to wake up until somebody comes over and wakes him up. I think I think after sitting there, because like I said, Valen's been up for a while, just kind of waiting for everybody to get up, and he's going to start walking around the ship. And I think he might accidentally bump into the box that Pants is in, not realizing that you're there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like lean up and kind of nudge the box, uh, so it like shifts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's okay, gonna okay. wake you up or not. Okay. How? Um. Uh. Don't touch my horns. Uh. I keep them really clean. Don't touch them. Ah! Oh my <laughs> god. I'm like, ah! ah, what the hell? Where are we? I'm pants. awake. I'm awake now. Where are we? Oh my god. What okay. are you what are you what are you doing in the box, pants? I like to nestle in things when I sleep, so that's why they call me pants. You know you know we got bunks, right? Like there there's like places to sleep over over yonder right there. Beds like have a bed. Beds make me really uncomfortable. Oh my god. I mean, I wish I would have known you were in the box. I wouldn't have uh, leaned up against it. I didn't mean to wake you up or startle you. Um, you know, that's that's or, okay. That's okay. Or I was having a. I w- oh ah yeah. I yeah. mean, I was having a pretty nice dream, but that's okay. That's fine. Uh, that, 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 that seemed like it. My 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 fault for uh, disturbing that. Um, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I think it's about time we get everybody up. Anyway, uh, kind of start working on this ship. Um, I think Jagalda might be up and running. Uh, I mean, hopefully, sure, her reboot should have gone through already. Oh, yeah, let me go check. And Pants jumps up out of the crate and falls out of it and starts staggering over to the to the computer screen. Yeah, so you walk over to the computer screen, and there's this visual that's displayed. It's kind of like projected out, like fancy style, and it's slightly beeping, and it says... Please authorize Jugal to reboot, and it's like it's like blinking, like it's ready to be pressed, like on the screen, like a button or like a touch screen. Yeah, it's like think of think of like touch screen. So it's waiting for like a, a handprint. Okay, excellent. I'll just turn her back on, and so he goes and pushes the the button on the screen, the touch screen. Okay, so when he puts his hand on it, it goes authorization not recognized, denied. Oh, that's right. I snuck on this ship, so somebody else has to turn her on. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> Valen's going to try to push it. So Valen puts his hand down, and it kind of waits a second, and he goes, do-do-do. Uh, uh, Jagalda, you there? Hello, Valen. How can I assist? Uh, yeah, uh, can we get a diagnostic on the ship uh, so we can kind of uh, figure out what, what's going on, what we need to fix? Absolutely. It seems that seven Odin crystals were injured when the ship crashed. Is everyone accounted for? And then you feel like a quick scan. Not feel, you see a quick scan. And she goes, oh, thank goodness. How are you, Pants? 
<sighs> that was great. I feel fantastic, but I am pretty hungry. Ah, uh, yes. Unfortunately, my ration creator was destroyed. It looks like Pants redirected the power of the Odin Crystals from life support to my programming, and you have one extra left. So quick pause, just a reminder. Five systems, each take two Odin Crystals. So that's ten total, you currently have three. Well, I don't think we need life support, seeing the fact the air is breathable here. So there's a possibility that we can redirect some power to somewhere within the ship. So hopefully we can have her create more rations because I'm fucking hungry. I need more food. I think at that point, um, I don't. I, I would imagine that I wouldn't have seen Tarash um, around me. So when he starts talking, I kind of get startled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, huh, where, where, where did you come from? <laughs> I am part of the ship mind. No, not you. I'm talking about Tarash. Oh, I just came from up front. Just, uh, uh, man, he just snuck up on me. Tarash is from the planet oh Noshu. Uh. Would you like more information on Tarash? <sighs> no. Thank you. Jigalda, I think I think if there's going to be anyone giving any more information about me, I think it would be me. Of course. Just let me know how I can assist. <laughs> oh, can you add me to this system? Because as seeing as I have snuck onto this ship, I'm not able to access anything. And seeing as nobody really owes anything about repairing a ship here, I guess, which seems pretty iffy to me considering you guys seem like a big pretty good team. Um, I guess I am the mechanic now, so is there any way you could add me to the... Pants, you would like to be added to the beacon retrieval mission. Yes. Pants, do you know what the beacon retrieval mission is? No. I would need four out of five to approve you being added to the beacon mission. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> she's, she's got my vote. You can count me in for that. Just before we continue on and giving him, give him authorization to continue on with this project, I want to know from everyone else, do you think that we should tell him what the general idea of what we're doing is? Is Six awake at this point? No, absolutely not. No, Six is missing all of it. <laughs> as you guys look around as you say that, Grayson notices that Six is up above, curled up like a cat on top of the counters, sleeping. She's like above everyone's eyesight, up at the very top, in the rafters. I let her sleep. So do you think we should tell him what, what the fuck's going on on this planet? Before, because I think that he has the right to know what the fuck we're all doing here. Well, we don't even know what the fuck's going on on this planet. I don't really care. I'm just, I'm just happy to have new friends. <laughs> yeah, Grace, Grayson's got a point. I mean, we don't even know what's really going on here. Um, we were given a mission, and uh, that's kind of gotten fucked three ways from Saturday. So, pants, we're we were sent here to retrieve a beacon that had gone off uh, first contact with the planet in about two thousand years, and everything went screwy clearly so welcome to team beacon retrieval we're fucked 
One out of four approval. I'll give him my second approval. Two out of four approval. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I'm going to be a part of a team. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to haul over at Temple. Hey, Temple. 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 <laughs> Still in sentry mode. <laughs> I'm gonna, Turning I'm gonna, his head left to right. I'm going to walk over and kind of tap him on his head. Just like a ting, 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 ting. Yeah, he, uh, I think in, you know, being interacted with, he, he turns his head, looks up to you. Yes, how can I help? Uh, yeah, we're trying to decide uh, if we're going to allow Pants to be part of this mission. Uh, we need uh, authorization for him to be able to fix the ship, but we need four out of five votes. And I want to see where you stand on this. Pants looks over really excited at him like, ah. Pants has already been instrumental in our success. He found a microchip up in the top compartment. I give approval. Three out of four approval. Returns to sentry mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grayson, is that, a, is that a yes on your part? I was the first one to say yes. Four out of five approved. Pants, please place both hands on the inscription code below. And then a thing lights up for you to put your hands on it. He goes over and puts his hands on it. This is so exciting. <laughs> ding, ding. And then you see a little bobble come out and it completely scans you. And it goes, congratulations, Pants. You are now a part of the top secret classified 10 mission of the Beacon Regime. And then it like instantly starts talking and is like, if you tell anyone about this mission, it is classified and you will be put in prison for an entire life. All these like things roll off about like liabilities and death stuff. And then at the end, you hear Jagalda say, congratulations. <laughs> Wait, what was that thing about death? I don't know if I'm ready to die just yet. I haven't really made that many friends, but um, I'm just, I guess I'm just really glad to be here. Okay, fine. Well, welcome aboard, Pants. Good to have you. I'm so happy I snuck onto this ship. Aren't we missing somebody? Six is sleeping. Where? Up there. And Grayson points towards uh, Six, just curled up. And I look up. Is there a cigarette in her mouth? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lit cigarette, just constantly sleep smoking. <laughs> is she is where she's sleeping? Is it? Do I have to step up and to reach her, or could I easily just like? Yeah, you can. You can. You can reach her for sure. Okay. Uh, how do you think I should? How do you guys think I should atta- uh, go after this? Do you think I should just poke at her I, and woke, wake her up? A I wouldn't. Bit, I wouldn't poke at her. She might. She might come at you with a knife. Uh, she seems like a wily one for sure. <laughs> I love a good tickle. Wink, wink, Temple. <laughs> <laughs> what? <in the hell? laughs> what? 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 Inter what's, thing going what's going on here? Interdigital <laughs> situation happening. <laughs> Interdigital. Interdigital. That's my band name. Did someone expose <laughs> their USB slot? Robosexual. <laughs> oh Robosexual. Like super port. obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> They're both adults. They're both adults. Oh yeah, because even though you're, yeah. Even is pants? Is pants, pants an adult? Yeah, yeah technically. Don't live yeah. A super long. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. 12. I'm technically a young adult, 12. but there's like known cobalts to live till like 103, but it's just their, it's just their thing. 
All right. Well, well, here's the thing for me. I don't I don't really care what the five E says. I'm not comfortable with a 12-year-old and a robot. <laughs> no. He could maybe not put that. It's not like that. that. <laughs> Great. Also remembering that the robot is 330 years old. No, the folks at Wizard said it's okay, so it's okay. <laughs> this is a real Edward Cullen Bella Swan situation here. I would, I would prefer for people to not comment on our shit. Like, what the fuck yeah. are these pedos all about? This well, is weird. No! I'm gonna count that as a natural one. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay, I did not say that I wanted a sexual interaction with Temple. <laughs> that's what it sounded it's like. I think that's what you took it as. Purely platonic. It's just, he like, he just... Is really into robots and stuff, okay? <laughs> hey man, we don't kink shame really here, but really um, into robots. Kink shaming is my kink. <laughs> this is a sex positive podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, unless you're twelve. Yeah, unless you're twelve, that's a good disclaimer. It's a good asterisk yes. on that. Does anyone have a cigarette by chance? Uh, I'm pretty sure she keeps her cigarettes on her. Uh, I'm just gonna be like, uh, six? Six? Six! <laughs> I don't think she's waking up. Pants finds like a really long, because he's only two foot, he finds a really super long metal pole <laughs> and goes underneath <laughs> where she's at and starts just like <laughs> jamming it up there trying to wake her up this will do it we'll just whistle wake her up right guys <laughs> you probably grab temple's uh quarter staff who's just leaning up against him yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he grabs uh pants goes over and grabs temple's quarter staff he's like, i'm just gonna borrow this okay new friend and he walks over underneath underneath six and starts like poking her with it <laughs> While Temple's still in sentry mode. <laughs> uh, absolutely not. What time is it? It's, uh, it's a half past where all the fuck up. No. No, sir. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. No, sir. Uh, it's time to get up. We're all we're all waiting for you. What are why? No. Six, we gotta go return a bucket. Did you just say we have to go return a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> right, it is time. It, we do need to go see the lady with the ears and the hair and the bucket. Yeah, you just described most women, but yeah. Okay. The star earrings, the eyeballs in a jar, you know her. Terowin. Yeah, Terowin, yep. Um, also, while you were asleep, we uh, went ahead and voted uh, Pants as one of our official crewmen. So, uh, yeah. Was he not already? No, he he snuck on the plane, the, the 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 spaceship. Temples jumped to his feet, hearing Six's voice. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Six. Listen, calm down, galvanized Gandhi. It is way too fucking early for you to be doing all that shipper happy shit. Okay. <laughs> Right, Galvanized Gandhi. Oh, oh my god, man, that was fucking phenomenal. Oh my god, that was phenomenal. 
Gandhi's one of my favorites. Yes, <laughs> we can all tell. What's this about returning a bucket? Yes, would you like to help us do that? We can go talk to Terowen together. I would like nothing more. Fantastic. You can bring all your Confucius bullshit and you can maybe contribute something. Happy to. I think I think he's contributed a certain amount. He kept he kept his eyes out on the ship for while you were sleeping. Thank you, Torash. Yes, we all love him. He's fantastic. We love him. Um, I, I think somebody needs their morning cigarette. Yes, that would thank you, Weefling Warlock. That's fantastic. I'm gonna go head out. I'll meet you all out there. The next time somebody tries to wake me up. You're gonna get a dagger straight to the jugular. I'm just saying. I'm gonna. I nudge Tarash. I'm like, see, told you. I I appreciate the heads up. <laughs> Pants like throws the staff out of the way. <laughs> Temple tries to catch it. <laughs> I think uh, Temple also goes and grabs the bucket and and makes for the door. Can someone point me in the right direction? Yeah. Does everybody want to go to meet Terowin? Uh, I think we're all going together. Yeah, I want to go. All right. Don't you think one of us should, or at least two of us, should stay behind, make sure no one tries to pilfer anything from the ship? Uh, well, Jagalda's online. I think she can handle herself. Isn't that right, Jagalda? I am. I do not have the appropriate weapons array, but boy, can I scare someone if I try. I have a growl setting. Can I hear it? <laughs> <laughs> Once something threatens the ship, Pants, I would love to show you. I just would really like to hear it. A small sample is... Get off this ship. That was excellent. Thank you. It saved me 226 years ago when I went on a plan... I'm sorry. I'm rambling. Yes, I would love to protect the ship. Um, also, is there uh, some kind of like self-repair mode that you got going on here? Yes, Valen. I have actually already started initiating on anything I can work on. So currently, I am working on communications to try to get a message to the Adial main station. Would you like me to redirect? Ah, that, that's fine with me. Works for me as well. Temple, if you look to the right of the thermo generator, you will see that I have some machine oil coverings that will help you if you need to go underwater. They are yours if you'd like to add them. And then if you do add that to your inventory temple, you can go underwater twice for a set of two minutes without it affecting your systems. Thank you, Jigalda. That will be most instrumental. Of course. Uh, puts the bucket on his head so he can like freely open up the cabinet and grab the thing. <laughs> God. I am here to assist. Grayson just looks at that and just silently walks out of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> temple follows. Good luck on your adventure. Thank you, Jagalda. Thanks, Jagalda. Um, oh, question. Um, out, out of context. Um, will we have any communication with the ship at all while we're gone or no? No. Like no beacon, no, no like no like red light indicating any kind of like Yeah, because Temple has his map bracelet thing, but that's just the map, right? It's yeah, it's not connected to the ship. But it's also a, a recorder. Yeah, I can record visual and audio. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, well, we walk out. So you exit the ship together and head north. You start to feel the sun on your skin and notice the fog lifting slightly. You weave your way through tufts of plants, murky water, and large trees with vines hanging down. 
Torash nimbly steps over boulders as Tiny Pants scrambles over them. By the time you reach your destination, mud and sludge cover your boots. But in the clearing, a small wooden shack sits between these irrigation-like channels with fresh water and small crop beds of tons of different types of herbs and plants. You see six winged butterflies of every color fluttering about, and the front steps of the porch seem to have shimmering flower pots and layers of moss upon them, and it, it just seems overall a little often strange, but definitely a welcoming type place. Yeah, I think uh, Temple's moving with purpose here. He needs to return the bucket, so he he heads up to the, to the front steps and uh, goes to knock on the door. You hear, oh, that must be them! And then the door opens, and she looks up and goes, Who are you? Hello, I am Temple. You might have met my companions yesterday. I'm here to return the bucket. Thank you so much for your generosity. He bows deeply and and hands her the bucket. She acts like kind of stunned. She has big teal eyes. She's got pointed ears, silverish hair that goes below her butt, and big star earrings. She's got twigs and dirt on her face. And just kind of a simple, plain brown robe with some beads attached to it. And she, her eyes open big and goes, Wow, that was very polite of you. I'd, I'd love to take my bucket back. And she grabs the bucket and then kind of looks around him and sees Six and Grayson. And he goes, Hello, I did not know you were going to bring friends. I only made two muffins this morning. <laughs> That's... I suppose a miscommunication on our part. I don't need a muffin. Thank you for your generosity. Can I have your muffin then? Yeah, this is <laughs> all right. Torash. I just come just walk walking up to her. Hello, Torash. You are so brilliantly gold. Thank you very much. I get it from my father. Why do you have scars on your face? That's something for a different time. Unfortunately, we are in a bit of a rush, but. The backstory, if we end up coming back, all of us alive, I would gladly like to tell you the stories. Okay, yes, please, everyone come in. And then she sees Pants and goes, you are so small. It's impolite to say somebody's height like that, but thank you. I meant it in a cute, complimentive way. Would you like a muffin? Yes. (laughs) Six has already eaten the other one. So she gives her muffin to Pants, and then she looks at him, Valen, and says, I am so sorry that I did not have a muffin for you, sir. Oh, uh, no, 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 no reason to be sorry. I, I don't need a muffin. I had breakfast already. I've been up for a while, so I'm good. She gets super close to your face, like, obviously no awareness of personal space, and is like, may I touch your wings? Uh, uh, I would uh, prefer you didn't. And then they, my wings kind of go backwards and further away, you know, kind of like away. And she goes, okay. And then just stares at them. I'm going to just kind of like inch past her. Like, you know, you rotate around somebody and then you walk into the house. Just <laughs> Can I insight check to see if there's a specific reason why she's interested, possibly? Or just, just insight check in general? Sure. Yeah. Roll, roll insight. I love that. Look at that thought process. You're a detective. Call him Batman. <laughs> I'm Bat Torash. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Uh, Something in the word. <laughs> uh, Torash rolled a 12 on insight. 
you can tell that she's probably never seen a winged tea flame before. Um, like that's just true fascination on her face. Okay. So you enter her home. You find a quaint cottage. There are herbs, every kind, hanging from the ceiling and the wooden beams above. Lights with candles, some with fey light spells, bobbing and, and hanging from every which way. You see crystals that hang down, books of every sort. There's, you know, ancient skulls. There's potion vials everywhere. Just tons of knickknacks. Super cozy feeling, though. Like, lots of blankets and books and big pillows. It smells like fresh baked bread and freshly cut flowers. And there is a roaring hearth. So you all gather in. She kind of snaps out from looking at Valen's wings and goes, Grayson, six. My deepest apologies for making you wait. I've been awake for almost four days because there's a certain flower that only blooms on the third full moon of the year for only two hours, and I had to stay awake to get it. Would you like to see my samples? Um. Sure. She looks at six and gets really excited and gra- like holds her hand to grab her hand. It'll be this way. I have it outside in the greenhouse. Everyone make yourselves at home or come if you'd like to see. And she runs out towards the greenhouse and pulls you in. And you see this lovely greenhouse, tons of herbs, potions, like grinding machines. It's really cool. And in the center, think like Beauty and the Beast style. There's like this like vase with a cover on top of it. And inside is this floating flower. And then she looks at it, her eyes going even bigger, and goes, this is the Galater flower. And you see this flower that's on this pedestal, and it's it's a dark bluish-black petals, but the spots on it almost look like a galaxy inside each petal. And she looks at it, her eyes big, almost like moisture-forming, and she goes, this is the Galater flower. It's so rare, and I'm so lucky. I was just so sleep-deprived. That's why I couldn't meet with you, Six. Oh, that's okay. We totally understand. We just have lots of questions that we want to ask you about this place, because... About the flower? No one cares about my flowers. Okay. No, that's not what we want to (laughs) ask you about. We've got a lot of other questions. We can talk about your flower for maybe, like, a little bit. Oh, what is your Uh, question? I mean, your flower sure looks pretty. It's very rare and very valuable. How valuable? (laughs) Oh, everyone from every planet, there's merchants and black market traders that look for this flower. It's how I'm going to buy my father's freedom. Hmm. Can, Can I ask you where you found this flower? Oh, I found it probably 27 yards to the right of your ship. Okay. Wait, how? Wait, hold on. Um, uh, how How do you know where our ship is? Oh, because I saw it. Those were my footsteps you probably saw. I was looking for the flower. You look down at her feet and the size of her boots and then probably back up. And it would it would make sense. It would probably match that those were her footsteps. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, uh, was there just the one there? Is that that how that works? Only only one blossoms? Yeah, what? There were three, but I always make sure just to take one. Because if I take the other two, how will the seeds reproduce? 
Uh, Valen makes a mental note of trying to figure out where the flower's at so we can take one. <laughs> yeah, you said you said the other two were right by our ship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they they won't be in bloom, and the flower unfortunately only has its valuable traits when it's in bloom. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about your dad. What do you mean by buying back his freedom? Oh yes, I feel like Mister Grayson would probably want to know this too. Can we go back into the house? Sure. Wait, wait, wait. Can I? Um, uh, Pants wants to go over and um, look at the flower some more, and he wants to cast identify on it. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what that spell does? Oh yeah. So it's like you can go up and touch a uh, object and see if it's a magic item, or if you see if it's other imbued with magical objects, and it's you can learn its properties and stuff just by like touching it. Okay, sick. So I um, I go, um, wait, wait, I just want to do a quick scan of this flower, if that's okay. Um, I don't know what a scan would entail. Are you going to hurt the flower? No, not at all. I'm just going to hold up my little Delta Nanowave multifunctioning cube and, and see if, just ki- take a quick scan. I love learning new things. I just kind of want to see what this is all about. Oh, I love learning new things, too. Here. And she takes off the top of this vase, and you smell the most potent, like, sweet, but not sickly sweet, like, very nice, sweet, relaxing smell coming from this flower. Okay, and um, so Pants pulls out his little cube. It kind of looks like a little, like, fidget cube. It's got all kinds of things on each side of it, and he, like holds it up and he pushes a button and it sends out like a little scanner thing and it like scans up and down. It scans the flower and you look at your cube and interpret that when you cast it identify with your cube, you actually found out that this flower is one of the rarest in the galaxy. It is a real flower. There's no magic necessarily imbued on it, but you do know that its components are used to make invisibility type potions oh interesting it says here um it's got some interesting properties such as invisibility and i don't see any other information on it right when you you say that terowin jumps up and down and claps her hands and she's like yes yes when you when the when the petals fall off naturally you can grind them into a power powder for invisibility it's used to make invisibility potions or cloaking devices for ships how interesting why would you want to turn yourself invisible actually that's a dumb question of course you would want to turn yourself invisible i usually sell it to the pirates that come here so they can get past the space leviathan um, did you say pirates? Oh, many pirates come here. I would prefer to go inside and make a cup of tea before we talk about my father and the pirates. All right. Tara, when I am moved by your love for living things, I'm glad to see that you carefully have potted this flower. As my master always said, when you like a flower, you just pluck it. But when you love a flower, you water it daily. Oh, God. I still love you, too, even though I don't know if you're alive. He's not. He's a machine. Machines can be alive. No, absolutely not. It's a bit harsh. No comment from Temple on that. Temple will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> she 
starts walking back to her house, her her long silvery blowing hair behind her. Yeah, so we follow I follow back. She goes inside and starts bustling around making tea. What were Grayson and Torash doing while the other group was in the you only had like five minutes? Was just giving a cursory look around, kind of looking for anything mildly suspicious. Just trying to make sure that they're safe in here. Roll investigation. Uh, Grayson rolled a 17. From what you can see, which is quite a lot, this seems to be the house of someone who is making their way, who's an herbalist. I would say that you notice that some of the fineries are a little finer than you would think for someone who's living on an abandoned planet. Mm -hmm. But besides that, you don't see any like things suspicious per se sure. like why the fuck would you have that yeah like yes there's a jar of eyeballls there's probably a scythe hanging yeah but like there are things you could probably explain for an herbalist yeah. why she got eyeballs double double toil and trouble you'll find out i guess oh jesus what about you torash anything you want to add you see anything suspicious around here grayson not anything dangerous to us some of her finery is a little on the ritzy side considering where we are and who she is. This is something you'd find kind of maybe in one of the high houses on Moss or a planet like that. Not necessarily here. But then again, pirates do come to this planet with some frequency, and I imagine there's some trade going on there. I'm just... I don't know. This whole, this whole situation is just not what I expected and it's just leaving me a little on edge, you know? Yeah. I mean, we crash planned and we crash landed on a planet that no one's been heard of from two thousand, two thousand years. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories and tales from my father and my father's father and when I went to school. It's just all I all I thought it was was just tales and, you know, and myths, but as as I was sitting there with you know with all of us around the table with Commander Gallowood, I I didn't I couldn't believe it at first. So it's I definitely understand your feelings and and your concern right now, but for the time being, I think we just need to focus on the task at hand. And if we don't get sidetracked too much, with unfortunately, it may be very easy for some of us. Um, I believe that. We can complete this mission very quickly. Right when you say quickly, the door creaks open and Tarawin looks at you with a big smile and is walking inside. I hope you found everything to your liking. I'm going to make some tea. Would anyone else like tea? Please. Thank you, Tarawin. Of course. What kind of tea will it be? I have muckroot, peppermint, and long neck. Peppermint sounds fantastic. Thank you. Invisibility. <laughs> I'll take a long neck tea. Thank you very much, Tarawin. Of course. Anyone else? Can you mix all three of them together? That's my favorite kind. <laughs> and she starts making tea for everyone. I, I whisper to Torash, I can't believe there's two of them now. Two of them? <laughs> Pants and Tarawin. They're just the same person. Oh, I. One's just four feet taller than the other. It, it takes me a minute to get that stuff. I got you now. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see that. <laughs> I just kind of pat Torash on the back. They're like, yeah, bud. Yeah. 
Uh, well, Tarowin, uh, you mentioned, uh, well, I, I heard we we're going to be able to ask you some questions about well, what's going on. Um, you mentioned pirates. Oh, yes. Many pirates come to this planet. Well, let's let's get to the the real thing that you said, which is you want to liberate your dad with your flower. Where's your dad? I feel like I'm missing some context for that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it in the greenhouse, Grayson. Yeah, we were not, unfortunately, in the greenhouse. Would you mind filling us in really quick? Of course. She takes like a really deep breath and starts pouring the tea into your cups and says, please take a cup. There's honey right in the center. And then she sits down and looks at her cup and her her eyes are moist. And she says, my father was an explorer and a trader. But he also uh, wasn't afraid of a bit of adventure. And we used to go to Tarrant 19 to get artifacts and we'd sell them. So I kind of spent a lot of my childhood here. But then when we came one time, we ran into pirates. And he was kidnapped. Right as I turned 18. And they left me here by myself and I had to make a decision. And I decided that I was going to do what I love, which was herbalism and work back to pay my father's debt. Because they said he had a debt, but he never told me about it. And so I've been trading with the pirates. I trade them herbs potions, Odin crystals, those types of things that I find on the planet. And then um, part of it, half of it goes to getting paid back my father back and half of it goes to me so I can buy my own ship. And um, it's kind of a personal subject. And even though I don't know you that well, I really like his wings. So I prefer that you didn't tell anyone. I hate to feel like an asshole, but I really want to insight check her and see if she's just actually just bullshitting us or just being legitimate. Yeah. No. Go ahead and roll insight. Be an asshole. Be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled another 12. Torash rolled another 12 on insight. She's telling the truth. Tarawin, you said you traded Odin crystals. Would you happen to have any lying around? Oh, yes. Would you like to see all the things I have for sale? Please. Yes. Yes. We would. She pulls out a selection of items. Whoa. Holy shit. And she goes, okay, so I have some Odin crystals here and pulls those up. And then she goes, I also have potions of water breathing. I have this beautiful sapphire trident. And you look and this trident is stunning. It's like this dark cobalt blue beautiful crystals woven in on it and then you see a really cool like teal emerald spyglass she goes this emerald spyglass as well is a real keeper and then you see a couple potions you see the water potion of water breathing there's an oil flask uh holy water antitoxin acid vial and an alchemist fire set and she goes these are all the things i made from the last shipment before the pirates got everything i have how much is that uh, trident there? Oh, that one's a hundred gold pieces. Tyrion, why would we need holy water? I don't know. Sometimes people encounter the undead here and there. On this planet? I don't know. I just sell these things. I'm told to make it and I sell it. Tyrion, you're trying to get off world? Mm-hmm. We can take you with us when we leave. 
That is so kind of you. But the only thing that I'm afraid of is, what if I go off world and then no one pays for my father's freedom? I have to make sure he's free first. I understand. Who has him? The pirates. We admittedly have our own mission we need to complete before we can think about anything else. But getting you off world, we can take you back to the Adile main station. We can... We can talk to our our own mission commander. We can help liberate your father. It'll be easier to do it with help than do it by yourself. And in the time that we are here, we can accumulate resources to help you along the way. A basin does fill drop by drop. And if you'd like to help us... How, how much do you owe? They never tell me how much I owe. You've been giving them money without a sum to, to meet? Yes. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, do you perhaps know when these pirates are coming back? And on average, do you perhaps know at what numbers of people they come by? She walks up to Torash, and she holds her hand out, asking for his hand. I gingerly give her my hand, which is significantly larger than hers is. <laughs> so his giant hand only covers her hand, but like part of her forearm. And then she puts her other hand on top and says, My good Torash, can you, can you be trusted? You seem to walk with a sense of honor. Of course I do. I always do. Honor, honor is earned. And she looks you straight in the eye and goes, I am trusting you. You have my trust. You're let, she lets go of your hands and goes in like her secret little cabinet that you see that's behind a plant and brings out two small looking stones. They're half metallic, half stone with weird symbols on them. And she goes, these are robo stones. Anywhere on the planet that you are, I can talk to you. I can tell you when the pirates come. And she hands one to Torash. Um, Terowin. We can advocate for you in front of our commander. We can help. We can attempt to get you the help you need to liberate your father, but we need your help to get off world. Our ship needs Odin crystals. Otherwise, we'll be stranded here, too. Okay. Well, I have I have two here. They're one gold apiece, and then I know where you can find more. Where can we find more? There are some in the cave systems here. I think we have to go there anyway. Yeah, we're headed that direction anyway. There's two ways to get there. What are the two ways? You can go through the hills next to my home, or you can go through the underground passageways. Who's up for a hike? How dangerous are the underground passageways? She walks over to the center of her floor and pulls back her rug, and there's a trap door there. And she goes... My house happens to be on top of one of the entrances, but I will admit, I only use it to check to see if the water's clear from my well. I've never been deeper or further inside myself. So if something happens, you definitely were not allowed to blame me. I have been in the hills. Sometimes you'll meet giants or even possibly fawns. They're quite kind, but they always make me drink stuff that's very sweet. I don't think we should be anywhere underneath it because if we if we somehow come across someone we could 
get into a scuffle, we might contaminate her water, and I don't want to contaminate her water in any way. Fair enough. I knew I could trust you, Torash. And, like, her eyes kind of lighten up as she looks at Torash. Um, <clears throat> while this is happening, Valen is counting his gold. Also, while it's happening, you, like, see pants, like, picking up and inspecting the spyglass. So the emerald spyglass is a common item. Um, whilst gazing through the spyglass, you can see the stars, regardless of the time of day or the weather conditions. Um, I'm already sorting out my hundred because I'm going to buy the trident from her. Nice. Holy shit. So the trident is a wondrous item. It's rare. A silver and steel plus one trident with three sharp sapphires on the points. Once per day, the wielder can be engulfed by uh, in a water element. You gain all its abilities except for water form as you pilot it around. Its points are equal to a natural hit point of yours, whichever is lower, and it takes all the damage for you except piercing damage that you both take half. And I'll send that to you. So I, I'm going to do that. And how? So how big are these um, Odin crystals? Are they like palm size? Like I can put them in a pouch, or they're bigger? They're a solid eight inches long. Okay. Because I'll I'll just go ahead and purchase both of those. Both of the two. Yeah. Okay. She, like, takes your two gold and goes, Thank you so much, Master Valen. Here, do you want me to wrap them for you? Uh, no. Uh, man, and I toss her the, I give her the satchel with 100 gold in it for the trident. <laughs> you want to buy that, too? Oh, my goodness. I should have made more muffins. <laughs> and then she takes the thing and she starts wrapping the, the trident up, like, really nicely and hands it to you. Oh, you... I was I just so I I take it and then I kinda unwrap it and I just kinda sling it on my back. I was just like, okay. And she just smiles like she's like giddy. Like obviously you can tell she really struggles to make money on this planet. Terowin, you would like to get off the world, yes? Yes, but only if I know my father is safe. We will we can ensure his safety once we get off world. Come with us. Pack your stuff. Take it to our ship. We're going to fix our ship. Our AI's name is Jagalda. Tell her Grayson Cato says that you're allowed to remain on the ship and come with us. Well, I, I'm not very good with change, but that's such a kind offer. Can I have a day to think about it? You can. We are going to be headed towards the cave systems anyway for our own mission's sake. But I have a feeling that once we get there, it's going to be a mad dash back here and off-world. I don't think we're going to have a long time to dilly-dally. Well, beware of eyelash bats. Excuse me, what? What are eyelash bats? There are bats with giant eyelashes in there. In the caves? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's what do those a... eyelashes do? <laughs> that's that, that's something I've never heard before. How much was the oil flask? And how many do you have? So it's five gold points. She has five. So if you splash it within five feet or her a flask up to 20 feet, it smashes on impact. Both are ranged attacks and they coat the target. The first fire damage gets a plus five damage to it. Um, and it's for five square feet. It'll burn for two rounds. Um, Torash will buy two of them. Oh, thank you so much. Wow, I've only met two dragonborn before and they were really mean and you're so nice. But to be fair, they didn't have your beautiful gold coloring. I appreciate the compliment. You can thank my father and my mother for the for the kindness. 
Valen, what are you going to do with that trident? Oh, well, I'm going to keep it on me until uh, we absolutely need it. It definitely seems like something that would be uh, worth hanging on to. Might might come through in a pinch. Terrawin, uh Grayson's invitation does stand, and I would recommend you give no further assistance to the pirates. I have a feeling you have long surpassed whatever bounty they would have put on your father's head. Yes, I will say that I understand I'm in a pickle, but Fanton is very quite nice to me, and she always makes sure that I have food and and resources. I think that's just because she knows she's going to guarantee get money from you. I don't think she actually cares. Fanton. Fanton who? Oh, her! I don't know her last name. Is she the captain of these pirates? I think so. Sexy familiar with Phantom? Oh, I know a Phantom. Are you friends? Does she have red hair? Oh, absolutely she does. Phantom Thornflute? Yeah, her name is last name is Thornflute. Some of them called her that. Hmm. Interesting. You know, are you are you a pirate too? And you see her kind of like scuttle back and like run into her own potions. No, but we've crossed paths in a number of different areas. She and I run in the same circles and we do a little bit of the same business, so. But you seem so kind. Hmm. Well, seemings can be deceiving. <laughs> I thought Tarawin looks a little nervous and says, Well, will you be using the entrance below or go through the hills? I think we're going through the hills. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest one thing. I mean, we got two more two more crystals. Um, we might be able to get back to the ship real quick and install these. Maybe we can get some defenses up on our ship. That way, she doesn't get raided. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. Well, if you'd like, I know where your ship is. I don't mind plugging them in if you'd like to go to the caves to save you time. Hmm. Yeah, I think we should we should go. Some of us should escort her to the ship first. See how the uh, we should at least we should also at least double check on the ship. Well, if you're going here, if you're going yourself, I will stay here and make my decision and prep some goodies. Grayson mentioned that if you provide his name to Jigalda, our ship intelligence, she should provide you with all the assistance you need. Oh, yes, she might be able to help me. It's up to you. I just wanted to be of service since you were all so kind to me to buy my wares. In, in exchange for the bucket of water and baked goods, would you like us to search for any reagents underground or over the hills? This is a Justine thing. What is reagents? <laughs> <laughs> like cra- crafting supplies, ingredients for potions and stuff. Sorry. Oh, that would be wonderful. Any kind of mushroom you can find. I will bring, bring you as many as I can carry. Taryn, do you know anybody we can murder around here? <laughs> um, yes, yes, there are uh, many bad things. Great. Can you pour it in, point us in that direction? Hmm. Well, you know that there's a city not far from here. We didn't know that. Uh, a, a, a city? I I do have a map, but I caution us against wanton murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So she's going to be like, well, you can see that I'm here on the map, deep in the swamp. But if you were to go over the foothills and through the grasslands, you'll come upon an ancient city on the edge of the desert. That city... Over the foothills and through the grasslands. Grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I've only dared to the city twice when Phantom made me go, but the buildings are so tall the birds can't land on them, and... There are so many things that lurk in the shadows. And you can see she's like, she's almost turning like a green color. She's really upset about talking about this. Do you know if the city is inhabited still or is it long been vacated? Well, I've seen a merchant here or there scourging to try to find goods. This is, you know, I've, I've been here for 12 years, so it's been a quite a long time. But I don't think that anyone lives there permanently. No one lives on this planet permanently except me. I'm sure there's more. We have mushrooms to find, friends. We sure do. And we got a we got a ship to fix, so um, um, I think we should get on in it. Well, we'll go find some mushrooms and fix the ship. As you start to turn around, she grabs Grayson's hand like tightly. I. Grayson turns to face her. Yes? You promise You promise that I have a space on your ship and you're not trying to take me like they took my father. We're not trying to take you. We just want to help. You have a space on our ship and we can take you back to the ADL main station. Do you know what a blood pact is? I, I, I do. Oh, Jesus. Can you promise me you'll help and you won't try to take me? I promise we will help and we won't try to take you. At that point, she pulls a knife out of her pocket. I'm going to slowly push her hand with the knife down (laughs) and say, we're not going to injure ourselves over this. You have my word. As Lord, as Lord of Moss, you have my word. You have a space on our ship. We will take you. As a half-elf, you know the implications of a trust pack. I do, and I'm asking you right now to put your trust in me. If anything, Tarowin, as I, and I gently put my hand on her back, and I kind of like have her look look into my eyes. If you can trust me with these Robo Stones, we can. You can trust us with making sure that we will not hurt you. We will make sure that you get to where you need to go. And if possible, if we have the opportunity, we will find and free your father. You can trust us on that. She drops the knife, it clatters to the floor and she hugs Torash right around his middle, like as hard as she can. And you see tears just sliding on her eyes. And she says, I'm sorry, I haven't met someone who is kind in such a long time. Does he hug her back, you dick? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I'll hug her back. <laughs> I'm just Speaking no. I'm just I'm just standing straight up and down, just completely cold. <laughs> no, I do. I do a little. I mean, it's kind of awkward for me because of how much shorter she is than me. But. <laughs> She's like into your belly button, but no big deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just kind of like, kind of like, just just a little bit, kind of bend over just so I can hug her back. Okay, so she lets go and she wipes her tears 
Emin says, well, you've been so kind here. Opens her hand, free health potion, whoever grabs it. I'll grab it. Soon. Grayson grabs it. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and um, roll dexterity, both of you, to see who got it first. Just straight dexterity or sleight of hand? Um, let's go and do just straight dexterity. This is funny, such a touching moment, and then it's like a competition to grab it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Six should just roll it too, see if she can grab yeah, it first. It. Yeah. Okay. Just fine, exactly what fine. I thought. Yeah, I'll do it too. Fine. Uh, Grayson rolled a 16. Taurus rolled a 5. Fuck! My chunky ass fucking dragonborn hands. 11. Six rolls and 11. Oh, I was really hoping that six would and just ruin the moment. I just snatch out. <laughs> so you all three go to grab it, but Grayson was close because she'd uh, she she tried to do the blood pact with him. She was very close to him, and Torash would have had to like lean really far down, and six was kind of a step away. So Grayson just snatched it barely while while six's claws kind of graced the inside of his wrist, and he looks at it and puts it in his pocket, and she goes. Oh no! I'll make sh- I'll make sure to make more for when you come back. We appreciate it, everyone. Pants um, is stand has been just standing still over by the merchandise the whole time, and looks over and goes, "I am sorry to interrupt this very up and down conversation, but I would like to purchase this uh, spyglass, please. Um, and also, since it seems we're all leaving now, I'd like my tea to go." she says oh okay i'm so sorry uh master kobold oh it's it's pants just pants i love that name and then she kind of grabs the spyglass and very gently presents it to you and then uh kind of puts her hand out for the 10 gold oh thanks for the spyglass i can't wait to take this apart and see how it works oh right uh gold right right and he pulls out a little coin purse that um has um stitching on it with a little teddy bear (laughs) how much was it again 10 gold please oh sure and hands her 10 gold she takes it and she goes thank you so much and then um you wanted your tea to go she goes um, you can have the mug for free. And you look at the mug and it's this beautiful like olive green mug with like brown and like tan little like vines sprouting around it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. You better fucking add that to your inventory. Improvise <laughs> <laughs> weapon. Throw it something at your first opportunity. Just smash it on someone's head. <laughs> and she kind of clutches her hands in tight fists, looks at Grayson, looks at Torash looks at you all and says, well, good luck. Watch out for the eyelash bats and um, to the hills you go. And at that point, it's about noon. It is better to travel than to arrive. Let us go. To the hills we go. What the metal man said. So the group leaves Terrawin's home and head back to their ship. As they squish and slosh through the muddy swamp, they see their ship and Jigalda hard at work. Valen takes the two Odin crystals that were purchased from Terowin and inserts them into the shields and weapons defense slot. 
After checking in with Jigalda and letting her know that a half-elf named Terrawin might be joining them, the team, with their heads held high, head towards the foothills and then to the cave systems beyond where the beacon is going off. As they finally get out of the mist-shrouded swamp and feel the sunshine break upon their skin, they are brought to the hillside. They see rolling green fields with white and purple speckled flowers throughout. Outcrops of rocks sprout up here and there to bring tiny bits of shade to small creatures. There's clouds billowing above and just a sense of wildness and freedom. Our team marches along through tall grass and scattered bits of dirt path as they head towards the caves. Hey, Grayson, want to do a quick scout, see if you can see anything around here? You don't have to go to head. I know you can. Ju- your eyes are just a lot better than all of ours. Well, let's see what I can see. Grayson, go ahead and roll perception for me. I'm good at that. Oh, are you? He's a perceptive motherfucker. Normally. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson rolled an 11. Yeah, these look like some really nice hills, and you see a clear path towards the caves. Yeah. Uh, I don't see anything obstructing our our path ahead. I think we're going to be okay, for the time being at least. Can Temple look for some mushrooms? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll perception for me. Sweet. Uno minuto. Oh, hey. Oh, there God we go. damn. Mushroom mode activate. <laughs> <laughs> look at Temple. Temple rolled a 23. You definitely find some mushrooms. You found you found probably two different mushrooms. types and seven total. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Temple very carefully um, harvests them and stows them away. Perfect. So you guys continue walking. The sun over you. The fog is gone now. You're completely in the open blue sky. There's a light breeze blowing past you. And you see the sun kind of go from noon when you left her house to like the 3 p.m. Like the shadows elongate kind of a thing. The wind gets a little stronger. And um, in the distance, Pants and Six here. <laughs> in the distance. Oh, God. Did you hear that, Pants? Did you just laugh at me? What did I do? No. I don't think anyone was laughing. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything either. Well, that was ominous and creepy. And at that point, everyone hears. <laughs> uh, immediately, Grayson, like takes his gun slung on his back and readies it in his arms and is just kind of scanning the horizon. Valen uh, reaches for his pistol and pulls it out as well in defensive stance. Torash will grab his sword hill and just have it have it on standby in his hand. Okay, so all three, the three fucking amigos over there, just <laughs> kind of a thing. Three fucking amigos. Can we figure out how far that is? Like how far it's coming from? It's- or- 
definitely close enough that you can hear laughter. So not super far. So within like 30, like 40 feet? I'd say 50-ish feet, yeah. It echoes a little in the hills. It's definitely not, it's definitely not super far. Uh, based on, I'm, uh, uh, I think we should check it out. Valen, do you want to take to the air? Give us a little bit of air support just in case. Yep. And I uh, fly up 30 feet. My wing, my, my wings spread out and I just, and then fly up 30 feet. He shoots up his horns pointed and glistening and he rises above and he kind of looks and Valen, if you peer about 50 feet, you can't see it from the ground, but like way out there, you notice that it looks almost like a picnic setting. Um, I'll fly a little bit forward so I can kind of get a clearer shot. You see a mix of fawns and fairies. Valen's gonna, uh, uh, he's gonna come back down. He's gonna fly back down and, uh, relay that to the rest of them. Um, yeah, I flew up there. I kind of got a peek. Um, I don't think they saw me. Uh, there's a couple fawns down there. Um, uh, just, just seems like they're kind of, um, having lunch, um, amongst themselves, uh, I remember Tara when mentioning that these fawns would make her drink some funny stuff, and I'm not sure if uh, that's the best for the mission right now. Did you say lunch? <laughs> yes. You mentioned that they're fawns. I, in my experience, the fae can be quite mischievous. Kind, but, you know, kind to a fault. I'm happy to avoid any interaction with the Fae folk at this juncture. All right. Well, let's keep on trucking. Yeah, continue a pace. Okay. So you just keep going. Um, you walk about 10 miles. So at this point, the sun is starting to get lower to the ground and set. And ahead of you, you see another picnic type area. It's directly on the path. There's tons of fawns. There's a couple fairies all playing about. Do I notice if Pants is kind of struggling behind because of how short he is? <laughs> yeah. Seeing the fact that we're all like five, you know, at least five foot something and he's half our height. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of hangs out behind the group usually. He's because he's so short and his legs are so he's but it doesn't bother him because he's usually just looking around at things and like stopping to like look at one thing or pick it or whatever and he doesn't really mind being behind the group. Uh Panch, I'm I know I can understand that you're significantly shorter than all of us. So uh, perhaps you would like a little ride on my back make your life a little easier take it in the scene a little bit more huh what i'm sorry i was so distracted by this really cool flower what'd you say i was just simply asking if you would like a ride on my back to make your life a little easier you know so you don't have to walk as fast you know you don't have to spend a lot of energy you could take in the scenery a little bit more he just simply drops what he's doing walks over to torash and raises his arms up and says Yes. Uppy, uppy. Uppy, uppy, uppy. Torash, Torash grabs him easily with one hand and just throws him, throws him over his back. Daddy. Like a little backpack style. Holy shit, this is what you see every day? Oh yeah, it's nice up here, isn't it? As you were walking down the road, you hear, What's nice? 
And one of the fawns waves over to you that's at the picnic. Hail and well met. Oh, I was just saying how high it is uh, to be up in this altitude up here. Oh, I wish I was that high, sir. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun. Yeah, they might be already that high. As Torash looks around, he notices that this is more than just a mere picnic. There are games being played, like relay races. There's throwing competitions. There's tons of food around. Tons of food. There's ale. There's dancing. There's fairies doing around, like all kinds of activities in this little area. And the, and the fawn who says that kind of beckons you forward with his fingers. Well, there's no void in this picnic now. Apparently not. Apparently, yeah, apparently not. Uh, we should be gracious to our hosts, no matter how pesky they might be. And uh, Temple starts to move towards the group. We should uh, we should at least entertain them for a little bit. As you approach, the uh, fawn pulls out a small trinket from his ear and says, I have uh, the ability to hear from far away. What uh, What are you talking about? Did you see another picnic on your way here? We sure did. Those are our rivals, and I will tell you this, we do the best games in the land. You ignore those folk and glad you stumbled upon us. Uh, that, that's exactly what we did, sir. Picnic rivals, huh? <laughs> More than picnic clan rivals. Wow. Clan rivals or not, we best be on our way. We have our own. We are hungry, though. Yeah. Of course, would you like uh, to participate in the feast and some of the games? On this day, everything's open. Six. Yeah. God damn it, six. He kind of trots over with his heels, and you notice upon his head is a crown, and there's a beautiful Odin crystal that pokes out of it, like completely in form in the crown. And he just trots over and says, we have uh, the throwing contest, the relay races, and the magic spell contest. And then there's tons of food. I'd really prefer if you participated, though, if you're going to eat our bounty. What a lovely crystal that sticks out of your crown there. Oh, darling, this was the Odin crystal that I fought for when I became a man. What would we have to do to get to get that out of your crown there for us? Hmm, you want my crystal, do ya? We do. You cut right to the chase there, Lassie. I really appreciate ya. <laughs> <laughs> would it be your whole group wanting to participate or just the cat then? Uh, whatever improves our odds. I'm game. <laughs> get it? <laughs> <laughs> He looks up at this little kobold on top of this giant dragonborn's back that says that and starts laughing. He says, well, I never seen a more fierce competitor than you there, blue one. And uh, do you think I could uh, get like maybe a turkey leg or something? I am starving. Well, like I said, once one of you agrees to uh, the contest, then I'd happily share a bounty with you. Just depends what contest and which of you wants to participate. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what are the contests again? There's a relay race that's based on pure strength. There's a throwing contest where you have to be dexterous as hell. And then there's a magic contest that really takes the wisdom and intelligence of one. Uh, intelligence is not my strong suit, so I'm definitely not doing that. Well, I don't think I'll let you participate in all of them, because that'd be a little unfair. 
why don't you all pick one of yourselves to do one of the contests and then we'll talk from there. What's your name, stranger? Oh, my name is Ferdigan. Ferdigan. And yours, sir? Grayson Cato. Pleasure to meet you, Grayson. And he kind of like does this cool salute where he taps his forehead and holds his heart and then bows while his little feet stomp. How long have you been here? Oh, for thousands of years. We were one of the only ones to survive when it happened. What's it? What happened to Tarrant 19? What's a big question from a stranger. What are you doing here then, Grace and Kiro? Our ship crash landed. We were brought down by whatever Leviathan lives around this planet. Beyond that, we have a mission ourselves. Have you met an herbalist named Tarawin? We have. There's a certain potion she makes that can cloak your ship if you want to get off here. We we are aware of that. Um, beyond... Then why, why are you still here talking to me then, lad? Because there's something here we need to investigate first. I can respect the man who has a mission. I myself had one, if you know what I mean. And he kind of like slaps his thighs like being a weirdo. And he's like... <laughs> And he's like, okay, I cut that part. (laughs) No, don't. Future Justine, don't cut that part. Keep that. Future Justine, you have to live with your consequences. I turned to to six and I'm like, "Uh, do you know what he means by that? I don't know. I mean, I know what it I know what it means to live with your consequences, but I'm not sure what it means to slap your thighs when you say it. (laughs) He looks at Grayson and goes, Did I speak too much on uh, things I probably shouldn't share with strangers? Do you want to play the games or do you want to move on your way? I'll play a dexterity game. We'll play for information. How does that sound? Uh, And the crystal. And the crystal. I'll play the magic game, but I want to play with for food, please. Here's my thoughts. I'll play with the cat. We'll play uh, this game where we throw the ball. Whoever makes the ball go farther gets a piece of information. The second time whoever makes the ball go farther gets a free meal for the whole team. And the third time gets the crystal or not. How do you feel about that, cat? Yeah, I'll agree to that. And then looks down at pants or up at pants on top of the shoulders and says... And if she wins all three of that, I'll make you the lead in the magic game. How about that, little tinkerer? Do I get food after? Absolutely, and you get to tinker with all of our gear. I'm in, and he goes and slaps um, Torash on the shoulders like, We got this, big guy! We? I am not very smart, so you're on your own on this one. <laughs> and, I just, and I just grab him by the, by the back of his shirt and just put him, just put him on the ground. Anyway, I also want to make any kind of deal or play any kind of games. And he looks at Temple, Valen, Torash, and Grayson. I'll play the I'll play the strength game. I like a good race. I'm training to do a large race on my own planet at home, so this will be fun. Oh, I love to hear a good challenger up in the mist. What about you, there, you little elven boy? I'll play the the throwing game if I'm allowed to, along with our. Tabaxi friend over here. I don't know, Cat. Do you think he can keep up? Not with me. <laughs> I love that. Go ahead. We'll put you in, sir. We always need a loser. 
What about you there with the one with the wings? Um, I'll I'll enter the magic competition. Magic, I see. You seem to be a very well-balanced bunch. But what about your uh, your stern-looking metal friend here? I come equipped with many riddles and in my tradition they're called koans. If you would like a competition of wisdom, I would be happy to oblige. Well, would you look at that? We apparently have a brand new game. And he turns around to the other fawns and fairies and says, who would like to gesture some wisdom? And you see like a couple of them go, me, me, ha, me. <laughs> he goes, all right there. Well, we'll see. Now, here's my first question, though. Which of your whole group wants to go first? I'll let you talk amongst yourselves. And then he kind of takes a step back as he eats some grapes off a of vine. Six, do you want to do you want to get our thing out of the way? Yeah. All right. I'm very, I'm very agile. Okay, so you guys choose the throwing game. So he pulls six and Grayson forward and says, all right, then I'm going to have one of my folks go first, if you don't mind, since it's home turf. By all means. Sure. And you see this bulky ass fawn, big old muscles. There's a fairy sitting on each shoulder, kind of crossing her legs, fluttering her wings. And he goes, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> and he grabs a big old, there's these balls, these big old balls, probably the size of your head. And Ooh, he does big like balls. three. <laughs> he does like three spins, like woo, woo. Woo, three spins, and then chucks the shit out of this ball. It probably goes like 45 feet. And then he walks away. And then uh, you see your main guy come in, and he goes, Well, there's a reason I had him go first. Now, which of you goes first? Normally, we say the strongest goes first. I suppose that's me. Well, then it's me, for sure. <laughs> So so wait, so Grayson said he was the top, the, the strongest, and then basically Six was like, nah, fuck you, and went? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. He goes, all right, whoever wins this will shake on it, and you get the Odin crystal. Go ahead there, Six, and then roll a acrobatics. Do acrobatics roll for me. A 14. So you Six rolls, and it goes, thudunk, and it's right behind the other guy's ball. And then Grayson walks up. Roll acrobatics for me. 16. And you swing. And the ball goes right above both of the other two. He walks up to you and he goes, Well then, you weren't just talk. Where are you there, half-elf? No, I rarely am. <laughs> well, why don't we shake on your winnership? And he holds out his hand. Uh, insight check. See if there's anything mischievous going on with this handshake. Roll insight for me. Oh, that was terrible. Ooh. <laughs> Grayson rolled a nine. Seems like he just wants to shake your hand. I shake his hand. So the fawn holds out his hand. The minute their hands touch, everything goes silent. All of the fawns transform into imps, dancing an evil fire. The fawn himself turns into this beautifully handsome demon with horns that pull back from his head. And Grayson cannot pull his hand away. A tattoo 
starts to string up his arm as ink sinks into his flesh. You know, you fell into my trap almost too easily. There are so many things that gave it away. But still, I'm grateful. I can't wait to see you again, Grayson Cato. Until next time, boy. What the fuck was that? Well, uh, that was a productive use of time, I guess. I don't think we technically actually made a deal. He just wanted to congratulate Grayson, but okay, whatever. What does the tattoo look like? The tattoo is an elvish. What does it say? Do you speak elvish? I sure do. I hope he does. Upon the summon of the demon tariff's wishes, one favor must be granted by the half elf Grayson Cato. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I repeat what you just said out loud. Sounds like you made the deal with the devil. The Fae are so welcoming. Sounds like there are worse deals that can be made. And then at that point, the sun the sun is going down. So we don't get a crystal then. No, we don't. New rule, everybody. Let's just not talk to people on this planet. <laughs> Let's just not try to get their food, not try to play their games, not try to make new friends. As Grayson stares pointedly at pants. And let's just keep going. <laughs> Otherwise, shit like this happens. And this is... I'm going to have to figure this one out at a later date. But this sucks. Grayson, muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone. <laughs> Words of wisdom. You just, see, you just see Grayson just like... Inhale and exhale very slowly, and then just stomp away down the road. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems our team is yet again in a damn pickle. Would you like to help them out? How about creating a magical item just for them? Or even naming the next NPC and giving them an intention? Go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Dungeon Boys. B-O-I-Z. And if not, we'd love to hear your feedback and just get to know who's listening. You can find us on most all social media. Thanks again for listening to episode three. We really, really appreciate every single one of you and are having such a blast creating this adventure. Here's to episode four. And here's to you. Cheers. Cheers.